I remember the day I first read the word Sunder. I was 14 and scrolling down Tumblr when I found a blog called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Stay with me here. It was filled with words I'd never heard, with meanings I instantly understood. Midding. Feeling the tranquil pleasure of being near a gathering but not quite in it. Onism. The frustration of being stuck in just one body that inhabits only one place at a time. Nighthawk. A recurring thought that only seems to strike you late at night. Keyframe. A moment that seemed innocuous at the time but ended up marking a diversion into a strange new era of your life. Sonder. The realisation that each random person is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries and inherited craziness. An epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know existed, in which you might appear only once as an extra sipping coffee in the background, as a blur of traffic passing on the highway, as a lighted window at dusk. It hit me, hard. Have you ever wanted to do something but struggled to take the first steps? Had an idea you've loved but have been too scared to follow through? Being faced with a blank page, open screen, empty room, and just not knowing where to start? This podcast might just be for you. Hi, I'm Rafaro, and you're listening to Starting is the Hardest Part. A monthly podcast where I chat to people at the beginning of their creative journeys, working towards their dreams, and in the process of building lives and careers that they love. It's about starting and seeing things through, the highs and the lows. I'll be sharing my experiences, having conversations with people I admire, and hopefully talking to you. So, let's start. I have a mental toolbox for finding inspiration when I'm in a rut. There's a bunch of things in there like reading a book or taking a walk, listening to music or talking to someone. But right at the top of my box, there's a tool that always works, but which I'm sometimes wary of using. People watching. It's one of my favourite things to do. When I was younger, I had a desk that sat just under a window. And when I was trying to write or, you know, revise, I would always find my eyes wandering up and out of the people walking past my house. One day I was filled with the realization that even though I thought I had a vague idea of who they were and guesses at what had brought them to pass by, I didn't really know anything at all. Each person I watched was the main character in their own life, had a complex story that I could only guess at and that I couldn't possibly know them all. I was filled with Sander. And so I spoke to someone who had a similar experience who realised that his friends and strangers had thoughts he'd never know and stories he'd never heard. A realisation that inspired him to start taking photos again. This month, I spoke to Kobe, a liberal arts student and photographer. We spoke about inspiration, sharing your work, and his most recent project, Humans. Kobe was so much fun to talk to, and I know that you're going to love him. So, without further ado, here's our conversation. Hello, <laughs> um, my name's Kobe. Um, I'm a liberal arts and sciences student, and um, I like photography, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, what were you like as a child, Kobe? Like, what kind of things were you interested in? Oh, you know, as a child, I I wasn't really into any sort of sort of that creative stuff. I was more, I guess, 
naturally clever. I mean, I was I was good at, in school a lot, especially in primary school. Good thing going with sports and stuff. Nothing too interesting, I guess. Um, just, you know, I was just a regular kid, I think. So how did you get into photography or creative things in general? Ooh, I, I started when I first made Instagram. Um, back in I think that was two thousand fourteen now or two thousand oh that was feels like ages ago twenty twenty twelve maybe and I'd just seen things just on my timeline or whatever and on Tumblr as well and I just thought I'd have a go at it and I mean I took a few photos on my phone and then from there I found different uh, photo editing apps and found more photographers to follow and then I just took inspiration from them and then. <laughs> It just grew into something huge. I, I I didn't mean to go into photography. It just happened. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, like you talk about Tumblr. Like I lived on Tumblr from the ages of like twelve, 12 to sixteen. Tell me about it. So did you it. have like certain blogs or certain parts of Tumblr that you like gravitated towards? Well, at first, I didn't really know how it worked. I just followed random people. Um, but I didn't really get into photography straight away. Through that, I was more. I was gravitating more towards the humor side of Tumblr. Um, but then more and more um, photography started cropping up with, with Tumblr. And I guess subconsciously, I took inspiration from it. You know, it, it just, um, I just saw it more and more often. And then when I went out, I would take a lot of photos and then choose ones that I felt like would look nice. But I was never really thinking about composition or anything. I just was into editing and stuff like that. So then how did it become something that you were doing like in series like for example Human of Sorry? See <laughs> before Humans of Sorry or Humans I guess um I hadn't been taking photos at all for about 6 months or something because I just lost inspiration. Um I grew up in London. Um so whenever I went out I was really into architectural design and stuff like that and that's what I would take photos of most um but when I moved to uni I kind of lost that inspiration and that passion for photography so when humans came about it really was just out of nowhere I I don't know how to describe it other than it was out of nowhere um I I found a camera my sister gave me one because she thought it was broken but it worked apparently and it was the idea just came out of the blue. I was like, you know what? I'm just take photos of people. I've always wanted to do portrait photos because I got kind of bored of buildings and buildings and buildings all the time. And then it grew to this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So could you tell us about the first photo you took, like the first time that you, not Ru- the first photo you took in your life, but the first one for the for human humans. series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I... My first photo that, well, actually, it's a funny story because at the time, the first photo of a person that I had taken was, I didn't take it. It was of someone, someone else took the photo of me because I'd had I'd come up with the idea for the project and I thought that would be a good idea for me to start. Um, but the first photo I ever took, it wasn't anything special, really. It was, I was just testing out the camera. I didn't know if it was going to work because I can't see the photos as soon as they take, I take them. Um, I think it was just of a building, or <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Buildings again, yeah, yeah. yeah architecture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was just of a house. Yeah. Um, it didn't mean anything, but I guess 
now that I think about it, <laughs> it happens that it happened yeah. actually, huh? <laughs> yeah. Do you think there was a specific reason that you like gravitated towards photography rather than like writing or you know all the other different types of creativity? Hmm. See, when I was in school back in sixth form, I did English literature, and I was really into poetry and fiction in general. So I, I, I guess I did gravitate towards writing a little bit, but I never went out and actually made something myself. With photography, it was a little different because I think I don't know if it's it was more it was easier or if it came more naturally. Maybe a mixture of both. Um, all I had to do was take a bunch of photos on my phone and then edit it to make it look what to my standard pretty. So I guess it was the ease of it. I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, so the process of taking photos and then editing them is a lot easier for me, I think, compared to writing something because I think that requires a lot more detail. Unpopular opinion, maybe. But no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah I, I think photos just came more naturally to me, I guess. So do you feel like, because you used to do liberal arts, that's a lot of essays, did you feel like it was kind of like an escape kind of thing where you're just doing something creative for the sake of being creative that's not associated with what you do each day? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. I think it became an escape for me rather than something I wanted for it to be an escape. It was just a hobby I'd picked up, but it became part of my life, a different part of my life that I separate from, you know, my social life and uh, my family life, my academic life, whatever. So it just started to just come out of habit me taking photos and loads of photos and stuff so then when I did go on that six month break that I mentioned earlier it felt weird um and once I motivated myself a bit more to then start my humans project it did become escape yeah yeah so what was the process of having those conversations with people to make the humans series like? Because there's some like interesting questions yeah. that you have to ask to get those answers. Yeah. So what I do is I explain to the person I'm taking the photo just before I just go through the same sort of speech, I guess, which is I'm going to take a portrait photo of you from your chest up. You pose how you like. Background is how you like. After I take the photo of you, I'll ask the question. I don't have the same question for everyone. So I'll give you your question. You don't have to answer straight away, but you can answer the question however you like. You can say anything and I will have that as the answer. Literally anything I'll have as the answer. I, I also tell them that the project is focused around the person I'm taking a photo of. So I am very flexible with how the process works. I ask them the question and um, some people answer right away because they like the spontaneity of it um but others they take time because i know that the questions are very thought-provoking so to answer your question i don't have a i have a sort of process but it's however the subject feels most comfortable doing the project with me it seems to work yeah, they're really good really good yeah. so with humans like your initial inspiration did it come from wanting to have the conversations with people or wanting to take the photos or was it from other things that you'd seen <laughs> you know it's funny because the humans came out of nowhere yeah i guess the closest thing i could say was yes it was to do with me taking photos because i'd always wanted to do something to do with portraits i just didn't know how i wanted to go about it but really 
and truly, the idea came from nowhere. I was just sitting, I don't even know where I thought of it, I just did. And I was like, you know what? I want to ask people questions with their face in the photo and that's it. I like the idea, like, because I speak to a lot of people about the things they make and for a lot of people it's like pre-mediated they'll think about it for yes, months and plan yeah. it and do all of these things and come up with like yeah. so many ideas but the fact that you just yeah. thought of it and did it yeah. is quite unique actually and yeah. it's quite good yeah yeah the the process is sort of the same as well when I come up with questions to I don't have a scheduled time to think about thought-provoking questions it just happens sometimes I would just be on the train and I'd just be in my own head thinking about everything and anything and then suddenly I ask myself my a question and I'm like wait that sounds like a great question for my for my project yeah. and I write it down and that's it it just it keeps me on my toes I guess yeah huh. have you learned a lot about people through doing this I realize that when they th- when they know that a camera is coming and that something's going to go public they tend to they they want to take time to make sure that that answer is good enough for the public um that's never an issue for me and all the answers are good in my eyes because they they represent who is answering so i never see it as a good or bad answer i just see it as an answer unique to the person but when when i ask someone a question or something they were like, oh, some people are like, oh, um, can I think about it first because I want it to be good. Other than that, it's more subjective what I learn. Mm. I learn about, you know, what pe- how people think about certain things, how people have lived their lives. But nothing too general because everyone is so different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what have you learned about yourself and like your craft through <laughs> doing this? Well, I guess for one, I can say that I've learned that I'm pretty lazy. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> well, there's two. There's two reasons why I say that. One, when it comes to film photography, I think it's pretty known amongst photographers that if you do film photography, you care a lot less about composition and where the subject is located and all this other fancy stuff um because when you use for film for uh when you use film cameras you just take them and it looks good and so i guess i, I gravitated towards a pretty quote-unquote lazy type of photography but it works really well for me i enjoy it so much mm. um and then i guess the other reason why is because i really i find it hard to find people to take photos of and when i don't take um photos for a while i start i stop looking because i just genuinely can't find anyone to take photos other than that i know that by putting myself by forcing myself more and more into this photography life i guess i realize i am a lot more creative than i thought i was um i'd been built as an academic person and i'd never really tapped into my creative my creative skills i guess but doing this photography project has really opened my eyes to what i could do in the future and where i could go with this whole photography thing and i love it i love it so much that's so good because i remember i spoke to you before we did this interview yes and you described it as 
that you'd always had something creative inside of you and yes. it just needed to be watered and like yeah. this has helped do that like yeah this helped so much with that i i didn't know i wanted to go into the creative side of things at all i i was just going through the motions because i thought okay i i need to get good grades and then i need to go to uni i need to get a degree and then that's it and i go into a get a job and i never saw that creative side as anything more than just a pastime but as i spend more and more time working on it and i mean it's coming up to a year now where i've i've been doing this humans pro- project i realize now that there's way more to it and i love following passions i i'm a strong believer in living a life where you enjoy what you're doing and that's it it doesn't matter what it is as long as you're enjoying it especially when it comes to career you just got to do it and <laughs> that's it really that is, that's good advice though cuz yeah. it's a thing that you're doing every day you may as well exactly love it. exactly exactly i want to wake up and i want to wake up and want to go to do my job um so i think i sort of see that uh, i see my f- project as a macro view of of why I, I i just mentioned but yeah it's yeah. pretty cool do you have a favorite one so far or do you just love them all they're all your children Ooh, i have i do have a few favorites i do yeah I, <laughs> not to knock not to <laughs> not knock to the others, the others. <laughs> <laughs> but um one of them uh was one of the first ones i did um because i'd asked her describe a memory that you want to forget but can't um the, the, her name was anna um and i'd asked her that and she took a a bit of time thinking about it and then she messaged me her answer and i read it through three times in a row and i got chills every single time i was so blown away because it was an actual depiction of what i had imagined my project to be um so that that was that answer she talked she talked uh, um about her her family and her the relationship between her parents um and i thought it was oh it was it was really good there were a few others there were some that were funny i i thought i thought were hilarious like i asked one of my friends why do you wake up in the morning i guess prompting a sort of a, a deeper answer and he said oh cuz i'm hungry which i thought was yeah (laughs) i mean uh, it's really funny but again i mean i have so many there there are so many answers that i really enjoyed reading but i I, you know that all the answers represent who they are and who the person is and i mean i enjoy every single one exactly the same that's really great so like are you planning to continue going on with humans or are you gonna work on new things now or is this Mm. gonna be an ongoing thing um right now i see it as an ongoing thing um I've always said that eventually I want to start asking people that I don't know, um, just random people that pass me on the street. And I have before, um, and I've got an amazing story coming out of this completely complete stranger um, that I'd met at a, a train station. And I think eventually I want to I wanna build up a for- portfolio enough so people don't shy away from it when I do ask them in public. Other than that, I, I'm just going to keep keep going at it i mean it's fun so (laughs) that's all i really care about no that's good that's really good and so you've also been making youtube videos like i watched a couple and i really (laughs) one thing i really like is that you call them experiments at the (laughs) end of each one this is an experiment i'm like okay (laughs) right no um yeah yeah um 
I think videography is something that I mean I I love photography but I think videography is something I, I is the one thing I like more than photography um the experiments yes you you've seen the experiments yeah they um I call them experiments because I'm just testing out different editing techniques I've seen before with old footage that I didn't really think about when I filmed I was just filming at the time and then I build them into these experiments that turn out to be I guess memories of the, the, those times and yeah I, I, I started getting into that I, I guess last year the year before um, when I joined the sorry Filipino society and it, it kind of just went from there I mean I, I think I would say that I enjoy it more than photography, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what's the aspiration? Is it to make, just keep on doing it, keep on doing it for fun? Is it because you want to, would you ever want to do like, because the human series yeah. is quite narrative in a way. Yes. Is it, so you're telling a story, is that what you want to do with video or is it just preserving memories? Well, when it comes to videos, I do have very... I have bigger aspirations with that better photography. I do eventually want to see I when I was looking for placements I really wanted to get into film production companies and stuff like that. Um but it, I know that it never really felt like something I wanted to do forever. Um but making my own videos, filming them myself, coming up with my own ideas and editing them my way is something that I really enjoyed and I guess again I don't expect it to go anywhere but if it does go somewhere where I am able to do those things for a living that would be crazy but again right now it's a hobby that I just want to work at and work at and get better at and get better um, so that maybe perhaps later on in life some who knows maybe <laughs> who knows anything can happen exactly anything honestly. can happen and it's um, yeah exactly so you know i I have so many video ideas i want to try out i have a whole list on my phone just scroll uh, like you can scroll down my notes page and there's so many um and i think i'm gonna focus a lot more on that once i'm out of uni but for now it is just i'm just experimenting <laughs> just a hobby um but who knows Awesome, cool. So I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Nice. Three questions about inspiration and creativity. And the way that it works is I'll start the sentence and then you finish the sentence. Does that make sense? Okay. So quick fire question number one. The hardest part of starting something new is dot, dot, dot. Actually starting. Yeah. Actually. That is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Starting is the hardest part. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Quick fire question number two. When I'm feeling uninspired, I dot, dot, dot. I scroll through. Yeah, when I see others doing photography, when I see a really cool technique, when I see a really cool guitar solo, that's that inspires me. Amazing. And yes. then quick fire question number three is, the best piece of advice I've received is... Dot, dot, dot. Do what you love. Yeah. You have... It's so cliche, but... It's cliche because it's true. Exactly. It's so true. All I care about is happiness and happiness for myself. So... If I enjoy doing something like photography, I'm going to keep doing it. And that is that is advice I'm going to keep to myself for ages. Oh, and one more. Can I say one yeah, more? Yeah, Oh, the other one is, I love this quote. Um, <laughs> it's going to be funny. If my friends hear this, they'll be like, oh my God, this guy. Um, but it's, um, if you don't like something, change it. 
if you can't change it change your attitude and i live by those words if i don't like something i gonna change it and if i can't well i've got to live with it and i've got to work around what i have with me if i can't change it and i mean i love life yeah, that's amazing that's yeah. great advice <laughs> awesome thank you so much for being Th- a part of this thank and you interview. it was a great conversation thank you it Honestly, was so fun yeah so yeah. fun and then like i'll share all the links to humans and stuff in the description which would be <laughs> is there anything else you want to plug not plug but like promote uh <laughs> this is my first listen this- to my <laughs> um so um really like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> no honestly, dude honestly if not now when no dude um yeah please uh check out my instagram at creativist um creativist um check out my youtube i'm gonna be posting some videos on there soon and uh yeah oh please shout me if you want a photo in this uh humans project i will happily happily take you on board i would love to meet new people and ask them new questions it'll be really fun amazing thank you so much bye thank you bye so i have a challenge for you spice up your life with a bit of thunder Go outside and find somewhere where you can watch the world go by. Disconnect yourself from the internet and your devices and just observe. Notice the way that people interact with their surroundings, how they interact with others. The way your environment reflects the time of day, time of week and time of year. Take notes if anything comes to mind. A question, an idea for a story, a problem that needs to be solved, a thought that keeps coming back to you. Be inspired by the people and world around you. And when you come back, try and start something. Whether it be editing and posting a few quick photos you took or writing a monologue from the point of view of a stranger you saw or making a list of things you need to do that you only remembered you needed to do in the moment where your mind wandered. It doesn't have to be the most brilliant thing you've ever done. It could be something you do today and never think about again. It just matters that you do something that you allow yourself to be inspired and that the inspiration pushes you to stop. Because while starting is the hardest part, you've got to start somewhere. Starting is the hardest part is a podcast released on the first Monday of every month. You can get in contact with me at the email address startingpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet at Rafara Faith. That is R-U-F-A-R-O-F-A-I-T-H-H. I'm always looking for new stories, perspectives, people to interview and people to ask little questions for the Q&A part of the podcast. So if you're starting something big, starting something small, want to be involved or just want to have a chat, feel free to send me a message. And now to the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode. And I'd love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. And now this is the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode. And I love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. Your feedback really helped me grow and make each episode better than the one before. So if you can, thank you so much. And as always, make sure to subscribe or sign up to my monthly pre-episode newsletter, which will also be linked in the show notes and show notes, show notes, show notes.
notes, show notes, and I really hope you have a wonderful few weeks until we chat again, and also, you know, a wonderful life after that, but um, I think that wonderful life will be sustained by continued listening to Starting to the Hardest Bar, but I think it's time for me to say goodbye, so...